You are listening to the Echo Church Podcast, and we are on a mission of rescue and restoration into a vibrant and fulfilled life. Oh, hey, Echo Church, how are you doing today? I feel like I need to give a shout out to Jeff over there for being in that video and not knowing he even was. Uh, hey, man, uh, is anybody glad to be here today? It's awesome. Super, super Sunday. We're just glad that you would come here. And uh, we're entering a brand new series called Us. And uh, what we want to attempt to, to accomplish over the next month is to begin to define the relationship. From time to time, I think we should look back from uh, some of our relationships, no matter uh, what type of relationship they are, and I'll explain that to you in a moment, uh, and, and just begin to just say, hey, you know what, uh, let's talk about it. I'll just kind of cut to the chase. It's time to be real with each other and time to be real with God. Now, if you're anything like me, you've, you've gone to church or maybe it's school and they start talking about a subject that doesn't relate to you right now. Uh, that's when you begin to kind of like check out and you're like, no, I don't really want to, it doesn't really pertain to me. And you kind of like, you know, all of a sudden the speaker starts uh, listening or start, starts, uh, you start hearing him like uh, Charlie Brown's teacher. Uh, nothing really gets to you. And I just want to tell you uh, that no matter if you are a father and you have daughters or sons or your mother or if you're a grandfather or if you're married, single or engaged or um, you are just friends, uh, or you have to be friends, which means they're your family. Uh, <laughs> we get, I mean, we get to be your friends. Uh, this stuff that we're going to kind of pull out of Scripture is something that you could apply to your everyday, ordinary life. So I'm just begging you, don't check out, okay? But what we want to do is we want to begin to define the relationship we believe that relationships will define your current reality. And who you know will determine your future, and your future will, sh- will be shaped by the relational decisions that you make today. And so I, I just want to throw it out here. Man, let's start being real. Let's be real with God and real with others, uh, believing that when we follow Christ and as we receive his love, we can walk back into those relationships, no matter the context uh, of the relationship, and begin to just breathe fresh air into those uh, situations and everyday, ordinary uh, life relationships. Y'all hear what I'm trying to say? Anyway, uh, so... I also want to just kind of lay it down on the line here today and just uh, actually open up to Genesis 12. Uh, I want to talk about Genesis 12. And and as we open up to that, uh, what I want to do is just make you aware. uh, And I think it's kind of how we we grow up. How many of you grew up in church? Like you went to Sunday school or you you did confirmation or uh, any other, you know, kind of uh, kids program, youth group, whatever. Uh, what happens is when you begin to hear some of these stories and scriptures, or maybe even the kids' books that you read for your kids, uh, they begin to sound like a fable. 
the people and the characters within the scriptures begin to feel like superheroes. They, look, they feel like superhuman with super abilities. And, and what I want to tell you before I even go into what I want to talk about, and I'll kind of reiterate it through it, is this, is that God's not in the business of looking for superheroes. He's actually looking for normal people and normal situations and normal relationships to go ahead and show the world that he's real. And what happens is if we carry this idea of this superhero or fable mindset in the scripture in the Old Testament, uh, particularly with some of these stories, what happens is instead of stepping up and being who God's called us to be, we wait around for that superhero to show up. Do y'all get what I'm trying to say? That if, if we, we view scripture in a way where, man, only God uses special people, then God won't ever use us. And I'm trying to, I want to paint this picture of this man named Abram and Sarai, that they are ordinary people and that God chooses them to create this great nation. In fact, we're standing here today because of what God did in and through Abram. So let's go ahead and read and and check uh, this out. It says in verse 1, chapter 12, verse 1, it says, The Lord has said to Abram, Go, leave from your country and your people and your father's household, To the land, the land that I will show you, I will make you a great nation. He starts promising these things and saying, Abram, if you begin to, to, if you leave your people, you leave your land, you leave your relatives, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to begin to show you, I'm going to begin to guide you, I will make you into a great nation, which by the way, this promise is, and who God's talking to right now is a 75-year-old man who has never had any kids. You know what I'm saying? And he said, I'm going to make you a great nation. He's in essence promising, Abram, I'm going to multiply you. And then he goes and he says, I will bless you. And and again, I like kind of creating this, or kind of defining this word bless, because I think sometimes uh, because of the culture we live in, we just kind of like muddy down that water of of meaning when it comes to the word blessing. Uh, But let me tell you this, the greatest joy that I find in my life, the greatest blessing that I find in my life is being fully known and fully loved. You see, this is the way that God loves us. Now, I I think God is leaning into Abram and saying, you know, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you because I'm going to love you. I'm going to lean into you. I'm going to start this relationship with you uh, as a friend. And, and then the last thing that, that, that God says to Abram, he says, I will make your name great. I will make you famous. I will make you legendary. So much so that a pastor in the 21st century is going to have to like downgrade your superhero <laughs> characteristics and bring you back down to base level human normalism. this is what God promises. He starts a relationship. I want you to hear this. God starts a relationship with four promises, and then he looks back at Abram and he says, oh, by the way, I only want you to do one thing. God gives four things, but only expects one thing. Y'all catching my drift here? And the thing that he's actually expecting isn't really like, uh, it doesn't really take much work because God's doing it all in the first place. He says to Abram, he says, you will be a blessing, not only for yourself, for all peoples on earth, because I want you to be a blessing. I want to send my blessing through you. What I want you to hear today is relationally, God does all the work. And what God has called and created us to be 
is to be simple conduits in which that work flows. God has called you to be a conduit so that his love can flow through you. And in the most simple way that I possibly can tell you today, I believe this, uh, I believe this is a concept that, that when we look at our relationships, no matter what the context is, that if we were to apply this four-to-one theory within those relationships, we would see relational change. That what if we would change the ratio from one to four to four to one in the way of, of doing the things that God did and in, within our relationship, give four times the amount of what we expect? What if on the base level, the four to one theory, what if we were to apply uh, this within our relationship? What if in our relationship we would give four times more than we'd ever expect in return? And I know how you're all feeling right now. Because from time to time, you receive a text message and you're, you're sitting there, you send a text message and you sit there on the other side of that screen and you see those three dotted lines kind of like going back and forth, right? And you wait and you wait and you wait. You wait for like 30, maybe 40 seconds and all of a sudden it disappears. And that expectation becomes a reality when you're like, but why God? Why Andy? Reply back now. It's so easy to live within relationships expecting something in return. I know it's common in my relationships with my daughters or my wife or my friends. Man, it's so easy to expect more than I give. I'm just wondering if we could be the people to flip that script. Let's continue on the story of Abraham. So we we see how God starts a relationship with men. But now let's see how Abraham handles his relationship with his wife. It says in verse 4, So Abram went as the Lord had told him, but then Lot went with him. Now let me just pause. This is where I want to kind of reiterate this whole superhero concept to Abram. Abram's a normal dude, because, and I can tell you and I can show you in a very normal, simple detail. God says, leave your, fam- or leave your land, leave your people, and leave your relatives. And then the very first thing Abram does, what does he do? Hey, Lot, come for the ride. Hey, nephew, come on. This is the first picture of Abram listening and saying, God, you know, okay, yeah, I want to receive the promises, but I also kind of want to redefine them and make them work in my context. And so Abram follows. This is a picture of a normal dude following God who's doing the heavy lifting uh, regardless of Abraham's decisions. And so Abraham tra- uh, travels with God. God confirms that he's doing, uh, uh, going in the right direction. And then all of a sudden, in verse 10, it says, there was a famine in the land. So then Abraham went down to Egypt to live there for a while because the famine was so severe. And as he was about to enter Egypt, he said to his wife, Sarai, and I know some of you have done this in your relationship, I know what a beautiful woman, woman you are. I know, you know how pretty you are, Sarai? What he began to do is what I call buttering his wife up. It's a technique that I use from time to time. I mean, when I really want what I want, I want to go ahead and ask something big for Christy. I, I will go and get some flowers. You all know what I'm saying? You begin to butter up. It's just kind of intrinsic by nature. If you have children, you know how it is. When they want something, right, they come to you, they bat their eyes, and, and you're like, what is wrong with your face? Uh, but you know what happens next. They're going to ask you for something. And honest Abe, in, in essence, if I can just kind of like say it to you straight, man, uh, 
Honest Abe, in trying to save his own behind, offers his wife's. And what we read here in verse 12 in this second relational type that's kind of contrasted in this scripture, it says, when the, this is what Abraham's told Sarah, when the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife. Then they will kill me, and they'll let you live. So if you don't mind, would you just tell them that you're my sister? So they might treat me well for your sake, for your sake and my life, and that they, you'll be spared. And then it says, when Abram came to Egypt, the Egyptians saw that Sarai was a very beautiful woman. Now, she's 65 years old, man, walking into this scenario. And they, they see her and the, the Pharaoh's officials, uh, what they end up doing is, they, they, it says this, they bring praise about her to Pharaoh and they bring her to the palace. And then what we see is this, is Pharaoh and his leadership, they end, and end up paying an, a, a really a dowry for the hand of Sarah to Abram. Not the brother, but the husband to Sarah. Isn't it funny how in our relationships, I mean, really when things get like Nitty, down to the nitty-gritty, they, they get a little bit maybe uncomfortable, maybe we're unhappy, maybe we're dissatisfied, how quickly we can just offer someone else up for tribute versus ourself. But so many times, man, as, as we age, uh, we begin to just say, you know what, it's not really about uh, the other person's needs or their desires, it's really about what can you give me. I wanted to share this story to contrast the image of God and his relationship with mankind and how humans treat humans. That God is this perfect picture of, 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 some, of, of a relationship that goes right. And, 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 and really, honestly, Abram, this normal guy, in a normal situation, and he, he walks up, and, and unfortunately, in this today, today's age, is a pretty normal scenario for us to say, you know what, I'm just worried about myself. I know what my wants are. I know what I want from you. I'm not so interested in giving. In fact, would you just do this for me? And the end of the story is this. Is, it says the pl- plagues fell on Pharaoh and Egypt, and they start scratching their head and they start saying, hey, what's going on? We don't really know what's going on. They, kind of, they must have been kind of asking around. And maybe, this, maybe there's a rumor you know, that came up. And eventually uh, they find out that Abram is not brothers to Sarai. But on the contrary, they're married. And they say, you know what, Abram, just get out of here. Take what we've given you, but just leave. I want to tell you this. Isn't it funny how dishonesty always bleeds in one relationship always bleeds into another? I want to tell you today that blessing in one relationship will bleed to blessing into another. And I know what you're thinking right now. I, I know you're like, but Andy, this is just a Bible story. I mean, really, like, 
life today is just a little bit more complicated and my situation is so complex and there's been years and years and years of of difficult discussions or arguments or conflict and I can't even communicate with my significant other or my friend or maybe that person has wronged me and I I just can't see kind of a good end in mind and and I I, I guess what I'm trying to get to is this I believe that, that God has you here at Echo today to just, maybe just, would you give it another shot? You, some of you have came, you've come into Echo and maybe you just want to throw in the towel and I just wonder if, if God wants us just to whisper to some of us that no, you know what? Give it another shot. Could God and his love be displayed in context of that relationship that is struggling. I just kind of wonder. See, in Scripture, I don't see superheroes. I see normal people. And one thing that Christy and I try to hold out in front as we get this platform on a week-to-week basis is to remind you guys we're just normal. We, too, struggle through relationships. And so... With knowing Christy was teaching Echo Culture, uh, I took some, we took some time and just filmed this normal conversation about relationships. We have a little fun in the process. So I hope you can laugh about some of it. But also, we feel like there's some good relational tips that you'll want to hear today through Christy and uh, learning a little bit more about our relationship, okay? Hey, what's up, Echo Church? I'm here with my beautiful bride, Christy. Good morning. What are we doing here? For real? Well, I thought we'd warm up. Oh, we're warming up. Yeah. So you're mm-hmm. okay. Do you have any stretches? Yoga, yoga poses, the up dog. What is the up dog? You're making things up right now. Hmm? It's downward dog. Oh, the downward dog. Seriously. <laughs> how does that? How does the downward dog work? I'm not. I'm not gonna explain that right now. I'll show you later. So the first question is, is what joke could you tell us? What do you call cheese that's not your cheese? (laughs) (laughs) That's the only one I know. Nacho cheese. Yep, there it is. That's all I know. Two mushrooms walk into a bar. And they, they order their drinks. The bartender looks at them and says, we don't serve your kind here. And they looked at the bartender and said, come on, we're fun guys. That's what you got. (laughs) For as far as our relationship, what's been the hardest part for you? Uh, I think the competitive nature of kind of our personalities, kind of how we're wired. I think it's unique because I feel like how competitive we are is our like biggest strength sometimes, and it's our biggest weakness. Because I feel like I, when I look at our relationship and why it works so well is that determination or grit or drive of like, we're not quitting. We're not gonna fail at this. Of like, like that's our driving force of, I see that intense commitment to each other, but when it's, when we're arguing or when we're not connecting or when there's, you know, just that overall frustration or lack of communication, that's when it gets in the way because for me, I feel like the stubbornness 
goes parallel with our competitive nature sometimes. Yeah, we have this attitude of being all in. When two individuals in a relationship want to win Mm -hmm. and they fight to win, they ultimately both lose. I don't know. Maybe it's just me in my head. But like, if we are arguing, when we've argued in the past, I even think back to it's my it's totally my pride and my stubbornness. But I remember like pre you, like when I was a child and I did something wrong with my mom and dad, and so there's a consequence. Like, go to your room or you're going to early bed or whatever the case may be. And I remember vividly like standing at the top of the stairs if they were downstairs or like in another room or at my door knowing what I wanted to say like like just apologizing and like owning my mistake and it's like the words wouldn't come out and it's I can hear that dialogue like Christy just like say you're sorry right now but it's the competitive nature of like well I've already gone this far and then it gets us nowhere I I think back to Valentine's Day I actually kind of feel like for you to like actually apologize. It's huge. Like that's my pride. You, that's you surrendering. 100%. And you don't ever do that. I do. That's a strong term. <laughs> it's a strong term. I actually do apologize. <gasps> it's but, hard. But I know you, it's but, I know it's hard for you though. Yeah, I just think you think of all relationships and if you don't come to a point of agreement or resolution you're just gonna keep revisiting the same topics over and over and over. I look at our relationship sometimes, or friends, family, and it's really easy to just like, you're just like, well, we'll go there, we'll talk about it later, when the kids are in bed, or when we have alone time, or you know, things like that, and it's just easy to, it can turn into an iceberg if you don't go there. What's the best relational advice you've ever been given? Someone told, came up to me and wrote on an index card for marital advice, and they said, when you fight, fight naked. It's the best way to fight. <laughs> Have we applied that, Andy? Oh, I can't uh, confirm that. What's your best marital advice, Andy? I don't, I don't know, because as, as I was asking that question, I had, had this in my heart, is don't spit into the wind. Relationally, no matter if you're married... Or dating, it's mom and dad, uncle, a work relationship. Uh, I think for the most part, we as humans know how we can rub someone wrong or push them over the edge. I think a lot of times to prove ourselves or to uh, position ourselves mm-hmm. or to make us look better than someone else, sometimes we do. We, we like, and it's kind of a weird analogy, but we spit into the wind. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we think we're gonna accomplish something, but what it ends up doing is just, you know, a spit comes flying right back into our face. And I think relationally, when it comes to um, interactions with people, um, is to use wisdom to be able to pause and ask yourself this question: Is this good for the other person? And if so, spit. <laughs> because if it's good for them, yeah. if it comes back at you, it's probably good for you. And I know, again, that's kind of a far reach for that analogy. But uh, a lot of times that's what we do is we try to uh, relationally try to position ourselves over someone else. And what that ends up doing is just we think it's going to elevate ourselves. And really, it's just going to lower us. I just, I just think with relationships, there's never a point 
where you've arrived. Like, well, I was, now I'm an expert and we're good. You know, I think of, I think of piano. Like piano playing, like I took lessons for 10 years. It was a lot of my childhood and youth years was lessons every week. And I practiced every day, like five days a week at least. And when I, you know, was 16 years old, I was decent. Like I was good. I could, I had gone through all the lesson books and everything. And now 20 plus years later, if I go to the piano and I grab that lesson book, I can hear the song in my head, how I used to play it and I can't do it. But it was like that skill was practiced and I worked at it over and over and over. And I think that when I look at our marriage being 15 years in, you know, we can have these sweet, beautiful seasons and we've had really low seasons. And I think you can get, I can get confident, but I think it's that like, I can't just say, well, I've, I have the skill or I've learned this. It's like, it's constant. I have to work at it every single day. Cause otherwise it's, it's like foreign or it's like, it feels, feels awkward, you know, and, and some of the people listening to this might feel like that's them right now. And I think that that's where it's like, I'll look at you at points where I'm like, this, this feels like it's harder than it's supposed to be, you know, but that's not a reason to say see ya, you know, but it's that working at it every single day and until it clicks. When you're in relationship with someone, I mean, everything about your life is, is compromised because it's not about me. It's about us. It's const it's every day. It's little things, big things. It's communication. It's showing up for each other. It's putting each other first, which I think culture just wants to tell you to do the opposite. Go do your own thing or you deserve this. And I think when you look at the Bible or look at what God says about marriage or relationships and it's shedding of your old self, it's putting Andy before me. And it's not a sign of weakness, it's a sign of strength. Will you just bow your heads and close your eyes as we consider the things that have been brought to the table today? My hope in you coming to Echo today is that you would understand that no matter what type of relationship you might be in, God wants to lead the way. I'm just wondering, there's a few of us that just need to recommit to some relationships. I said, I already said this, I'm gonna say it again, but I believe that there's some people that walked into this place and you came here knowing that you were gonna quit on the relationship. It might just be that mom and dad mom and daughter, father, son type of relationship. When I feel and I sense that God wants to whisper to you is don't give up. I'm also wondering if there's a number of us who need to strive to be in a relationship as God acts within it. Maybe we need to lean into the way that God does relationships. Maybe we need to buy into this four to one theory that that we're gonna give way more than we ever expect. And that quite possibly if we were to adopt that, man, maybe we would see 
seismic change in our relationship. And I think there's a third individual in this room. And it's hard for you to fathom loving like God does because you've not yet received his love. We didn't read it, but in this scripture, it shares or in this book or this series of books, this library we call the Bible. There's a historic true story about a man who came as God and he laid his life down for us. So there would be no relationship hangouts. Nothing that would be in our way to have a relationship with God. So I sense there's some people that came in here, man, you've tried to do this relationship thing with others, but you struggle over and over and over. And today what you need to hear is this, is you know what? You need to receive the love of God that's free first so that you can leave Echo. You can leave this place, Willow Creek Middle School, and become the conduit that God has ordained you to be. And what we've done here at Echo Church is try to make it simple for you to take a first step in that relationship with God. And what we as a church do every week is just pray a simple prayer. It's just the start of that relationship with God. This isn't the magic pill but this is a commitment. This is us saying, God, no matter what, if we understand this or not, we just sense that we need to continue to take steps with you. And we wanna invite you, invite you into that love. We believe that Jesus is the key, key for your life, key of blessing, the key of God guiding and leading you within relationships. And so Echo Church, I'm gonna ask that you stand up and uh, can we pray this with people who have never prayed this before? Let's pray. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived and you died and you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name and his authority. And everybody said? Amen. One of the things we like to do is, is believe that God is changing lives. And there's nothing Andy and Christy can do, nothing I can do, nothing anybody on this stage can do to change your life like God can. And so what we like to do is we like to celebrate the fact that God's changing lives. So let's celebrate some people that maybe said that prayer for the first time. That's awesome. Thank you so much for listening to the Echo Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take just a second to share it with a friend or family member who might need to hear this word today. And if you're feeling alone, lost, have a question, or want help with anything, please reach out to us. We are the echo.church slash contact. We would love to help you no matter who you are or where you're at. Thank you so much for listening. And if you want to learn more, make sure to head over to that website, we are the echo.church to get all the details and upcoming services and events.